Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. Nice to have you with us this weekend. This is a special edition of Rudy Max's World because we're coming to you from Los Angeles today. Not just Los Angeles, but from West Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. Uh, my broadcast headquarters is the Andaz Hotel. Now, this is a very sleek, informal hotel. It's part of the Hyatt Worldwide chain. It, it was the first of the Andazes that are springing up around the world. I'll tell you more about it today as we talk to the general manager here. We've set up the studio in a hallway just about sort of halfway between the restaurant and uh, uh, sort of a hotel private dining room, but it's open. And the entire back wall, the entire back wall uh, is a wine storage unit, floor to ceiling. So uh, no one's going to get thirsty on the show here today. I've been camped here at the Andaz all week. I'm going to tell you it's been a fun assignment because it's really been a while since I've walked Sunset Strip and, uh, uh, and seen the changes on it. Um, it's, I come to Los Angeles a lot, as you know, but uh, this is the first time I've dropped into places like, just the other night, the Comedy Club, the House of Blues, the Roxy Rock Club. I dropped, dropped by Mark Mahoney's Tattoo Parlor around midnight on St. Patrick's Day where there was quite a crowd. And uh, I had dinner at the new Everly Restaurant, as well as dinner here with six friends at the Andaz in a restaurant called RH. Now, the restaurant's initials, RH, stands for Riot House, or I call it Riot Hyatt, which is how this hotel used to be known back in the 70s and 80s when this was an outpost, well, in the 70s, when this was an outpost for rockers who threw wild parties. Her little Richard lived here for 25 years. Uh, there was a famous uh, rock and roll star who used to ride his motorcycle up and down the hallways here. And when Mark Wahlberg, who was then known as Marky Mark, uh, was in residence here, the lobby was always filled with young women who uh, hoped to have the opportunity to spend a little more quality time with Marky Mark. Well, that's all changed now. A total refurbishment has turned that Hyatt into what is now called the Andaz. There's no check-in desk. The non-alcoholic stuff in your room's mini-fridge is complimentary, and the wine is poured free for guests every evening in the lobby that really resembles a living room more than a lobby. So stay with us the next couple of hours as I take you inside West Hollywood and down Sunset Strip. We're going to be joined by actor Kurt Fuller. He's co-star of the ABC TV hit comedy series Better With You. You may recognize his voice if you've seen those AXA television commercials featuring the 900-pound gorilla. That's his voice of the gorilla, but though he didn't have to wear the suit. Um, they've been on the air for about two years now, and if you're as old as I am, you remember him in Wayne's World as the guy who drove the van, the manager. You'll recognize him. He's been in dozens or hundreds of TV shows. By the way, he's in the new um, Woody Allen movie that's opening the Cannes Film Festival in April. Uh, we're going to talk with National Geographic Traveler Editor-in-Chief Keith Bellows about his magazine's fourth annual stay list, which are those hotels that exhibit a strong local color and use sustainable practices in their operations, and the manager of the House of Blues, just across the street here from the Andaz, is going to drop by, and as I promised, we'll chat with the hotel's general manager. I want to ask uh, Michelle Moreau how a Belgian-born hotelier uh, views the eclectic world of the Sunset Strip. First, a very quick look at the news and travel this week. International flights uh, to Japan, to and from Japan, returned this week, but several cruise lines changed their ports of call. The Queen Mary totally bypassed its set scheduled stop in uh, Nagasaki, for example, this week. And major companies, including Ford, IT&T, and listen to this, even the Nissan Motor Company, 
have suspended all business trips to Japan until the country's nuclear facilities are brought back under control. In other news, the cost of a walk-up single-day lift ticket at Aspen, Aspen, Colorado, broke the $100 barrier this week. Resort officials said that category of lift ticket is going to cost $104 over President's Day weekend. The goal is to get skiers to buy multi-day lift passes, because uh, if you buy a two-day ticket seven days before you ski, your cost goes down to 91 bucks. Buy a six-day ticket a week in advance, and it goes down to 85 now, this isn't setting a record, because over the Christmas holidays, Vail raised the price of its highest price ticket to $108. It's been just over a week since that earthquake and tsunami hit Japan. In our second hour, I'm going to talk with an expert on Japanese tourism to hear the impact that earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear crisis is having on tour companies. But remember New Zealand? On February 22nd, a 6.3 magnitude earthquake rocked New Zealand's second largest city, Christchurch. It killed 182 people and left swaths of Christchurch's downtown devastated. On Friday, a memorial service was attended by the country's Prime Minister and Prince William, who remembered the event, but it's still going to be quite a while before the city recovers and that important sec sector of the economy called tourism has been impacted. Greg Anderson is in the Los Angeles office of New Zealand Tourism. I asked him to join me for a couple of minutes to describe the effect that earthquake has had on his home country. Uh, Greg, thanks for coming aboard. Sure. All right, give me, give me in a thumbnail uh, what is happening. Christchurch is the second largest city in New Zealand. It's on the South Island, and it's got the airport where most tour companies bring in their travelers. Am I correct? Yes, yes indeed. Christchurch Airport is, is our second largest airport in the country, and, and Christchurch typically has had about 13 14% of the total hotel bedrooms in the country. So very, very important, and very important for the South Island particularly. And so what impact? I know the airport is still open, because uh, we talked about this before I asked you on the show, but apparently the flights have stopped. I've talked to some tour operators, and they said they, they have to cancel tours to New Zealand. Uh, why is that? Well, orig originally all tra non-essential travel through Christchurch was stopped, but now the airport is back up, fully operational. But what the impact is in Christchurch is the central city is still cordoned off, where a lot of demolition um, is going on in many of the buildings that were severely damaged. The unfortunate part of that is practically all the large-scale hotels are also within that cordoned-off area. So they currently are not operating. So tour operators, particularly if you look at coach tours like Colette, um, Talc, those, those companies use all of these hotels and consequently for any of their tour programs they've had to bypass Christchurch. What kind is tourism an important part of Christchurch's economy or the region's economy? Oh, look, tourism is New Zealand's largest export earner, so it is a huge um, earner for Christchurch. And naturally, with all of those hotels closed, um, there's real problems. However, many of the the tours that run in Christchurch are now operational. Uh, the Transalpine Scenic Train, which goes between the west coast and Christchurch, is now fully operational. The Antarctic Centre, um, which is right out at the airport, is now open for business. Many of the water-based activities are open. And uh, the Botanical Gardens, which are sort of on the must-do list for Christchurch, are also open. We've only got about 15 yep. seconds left, Greg. Yep. What is, you got a best guess for when it might, when business might return to normal for tourists? Oh, look, look let, let, let a half of the year for tour coaches to the central city 
Um, for just independent travellers, it's, it's fine to go now, but uh, most will still choose to bypass Christchurch and go into the hinterland. Greg, thank you for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you, Rudy. Bye-bye. Greg Anderson's with the Los Angeles Office of New Zealand Tourism. By the way, if you're going to be anywhere near L.A. two weekends from now, you can audition here for Simon Colwell's new TV series that debuts this fall. Uh, you can take your best shot at winning a $5 million recording contract with uh, Sony Music. Auditions begin here March 27th, and they'll be in Miami, Seattle, Chicago, Newark, and Dallas. Don't go away. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. <coughs> On average, a smoker will die 15 to 20 years earlier than a non-smoker. Quit risking your life. Quit spending all your hard-earned money. Quit worrying about dirty looks. Take your freedom back and switch to American Blue Tip, the hassle-free electronic cigarette that looks, feels, and tastes just like the real thing. It's not real smoke, just water vapor. Crazy. I can finally relax without sucking in all those chemicals and tar. No secondhand smoke. Quit thinking about it. Make the switch to American Blue Tip right now. It's everything you love about smoking without the tar, tobacco, and carcinogens. You won't even miss cigarettes. Call now. Now for your risk-free trial of American Blue Tip. Call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Quit stalling and switch right now. Call 1-800-604-3206. That's 1-800-604-3206. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Does a rolling stone gather no moss? No moss. You're going to have to trust me on this one. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour. We talk travel here. If you've never listened to this show, well, we've approached travel from all kinds of different directions. Um, you may see my shows on public television from uh, time, uh, time and again. Uh, there are 85 of them. You can almost can't help but trip over him. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Uh, I also write for National Geographic Traveler as a contributing editor. Delighted to do so. Uh, so it's a particular pleasure to welcome Keith Bellows to, uh, uh, to the show. Keith is my editor-in-chief, and, I, and he makes me have him on regularly, or else he won't assign me any articles. Um, but I want to be real upfront about that. Is that all right with you, Keith? 
Uh, I think that's fine, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, that's fine. Okay. As, long as, right. as long as <laughs> listeners know it's blackmail. Actually, I like having yeah. Keith on because he's a really smart guy. He's one of the smartest I know about travel, and I'd say that even if I didn't occasionally write for the magazine. Um, and about every year for the last four years, uh, National Geographic Traveler has run what they call their stay list. And this is a list that, uh, uh, of hotels around the world that the magazine compiles and their criteria for being included on the magazine, excuse me, on the list uh, is, I'm searching for the exact word, uh, they're looking for properties that exhibit, and I quote, strong local color, authenticity, a sustainability ethic, and community involvement. Um, how do you find these hotels, uh, first of all, uh, Keith, and are there strict measures? I mean, are you like a Michelin uh, uh, reviewer here? Yeah, it is pretty strict, and, and it's with great difficulty that we find them. Though I would say the the, the fourth edition of this, which is uh, focused on South America, it was a little easier because um, a lot of these South American properties fall naturally into that orbit. They 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 don't try to be like everything else. I mean, you and I have been have traveled enough to know that when we go into a hotel lobby, we look up and maybe we are in a place like maybe we are in Spain. And yet it looks like we're in St. Louis. It's the same lobby. It's, um, so, so we've been really striving to find these places that have local character. And South America has, uh, really has that in abundance. Well, speaking of a lobby, let me explain. I should have said this coming out of the commercial. We are just off the lobby of the Andaz Hotel uh, on Sunset Strip in, in West Hollywood in Los Angeles. So you will hear some background uh, uh, sounds. For example, to my left is the, the largest open kitchen in Los Angeles, and the chef is preparing uh, for the next next serving. And we're very near the lobby. So I, I uh, sorry to interrupt our interview, Keith, but I should have mentioned that coming out of the commercial. If someone's just tuned in and is hearing noise, that's because we're coming to you uh, live, and uh, we have a bit of ambient sound going on here. Okay, excuse me. Let's get back to you, Keith. All right, South America. Now. Uh, on a scale, looking at Asian hotels, European hotels, North American hotels, where are South American hotels, generally speaking, in maturity when it comes to uh, sustainability in, in the products they use and the practices they use in design and so on? Are they near the top of the list? Are they following behind? Now, say, I, I, would say, I would say that in terms of authenticity and sense of place, they're right up at the top. I think that um, you know there is more and more eco lodges, more and more um, folks down there that are really trying to uh, apply sustainability um, uh, approaches, and that's not just, by the way, um, good environmental stewardship. It's also things like you know serving local food, having local serve it, keeping the money in the in the local economy, um, and and there there there's a really really. They're making great progress there. I actually think the place that's probably least advanced uh, among the areas that we see the United States. Um, really? It is much, much harder. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, there, there are places now that are basically celebrating sense of place, that so they're trying to do things sustainably. But, but on, a, you know, on a global, global scale, I don't think we've got our act together quite yet. And so... Um, it's harder to find those really special properties that you kind of go and say, this is really um, a, a, a hotel, a lodge, whatever, that reflects the, the character of the place. They're serving the local food. They're, you know, sourcing things close to the, to the place itself. It's not as much, uh, you don't find it as much here as you do in Europe. 
My guest is Keith Bellows. He's the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler, which has just published its fourth annual stay list, focusing on hotels in South America that have a sense of place. Descri All right, Keith, let's say you are the hotel god of the world, and you are <laughs> going to design a hotel. What are some of the bullet points that would have to be and I'm speaking specifically, rather than saying sustainability, let's speak specifically like recycling plastic water bottles. You know, let's be very specific. What are the touchstones in that perfect National Geographic Traveler Hotel that would put it on the stay list? Well, first of all, recycling plastic water bottles is just sort of like, you better do that. I mean, that's just a, that's just a given. Um, okay. Those sort of tidy little uh, eco, um, you know, eco, -tact eco tactics are, are, are part of it. That's not really what we're looking for. So let's take a a, um, uh, a lodge, um, and I won't name it, but it's in it's in Machu Picchu. So you go there and you walk in, and immediately you are struck by the fact that it doesn't look out of place. It does not look out of uh, you know out of uh, context. context with the environment. So you're you're saying, ah, this is a place that really feels like it belongs here. And then you go inside, and the artwork, the lighting. The design of the furniture, um, the, the ambiance is truly Peruvian. And you sit down for dinner, and you have a dinner that's all the food is sourced locally. It's, it's a dinner that really is evocative of the place. It's not like, you know, burgers. Um, you go to your room, and maybe there's something on the bed that, you know, is a little, is a little um, kind of traditional uh, little little souvenir of the place, but it's real. It's not like some chachka that you would get in the, in the, in the hotel. It could be a fabric uh, that's made locally or... Precisely. And yeah. then you go to um, you go to the concierge, you go to the front desk, you so say, I really want to go somewhere to eat um, that's truly, you know, authentic. Now, many hotels will send you to the places that either they get kickbacks on or the places they think the tourists actually want to go to. When in truth, if you really want something that's authentic, that's what you want. And that place should send you there. And so they're involving the locals. And the locals are working there. And they're very invested in the hotel. And they're invested in your experience. And they want it to be as authentic as possible. And, you know, so every step of the way, you don't, you don't, you don't sort of stray too far away from true Peru. Um, well, that, that's what we're looking for. I think I, you know, I, I, I'm coming, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the uh, segment, we're coming from the Andaz Hotel in West Hollywood on Sunset Strip, and I've got to tell you, the artwork is by local artists, the food's commitment is to sustainability, sustainable agriculture and local uh, produce, which isn't hard to find in, in Southern California. And in the rooms, there are books with a history of the Sunset Strip, uh, great sort of coffee table books on photographs of Los Angeles, uh, and uh, sort of easygoing. I mean, when you check in, there's no check-in desk. There are hosts who, frankly, are dressed better than you are, but in a very informal way. Uh, uh, so it has that sort of L.A. sensibility, and I think that's part of what you're talking about. It's exactly what I'm talking about, and it's interesting. I mean, any place, um, y you know, can benefit from that, and there is no place that doesn't have, um, you know, authentic bones. And you're pointing to a, a classic place, Sunset Strip. I mean... Lord knows, so much of, of true sort of Americana um, has, has sort of happened on that on that road, and uh, it's nice to know there's a place that's actually celebrating it. Now, for your, do you know what part of the world you're going to focus on for your fifth uh, fifth part or your fifth stay list next year? It's going to be Asia, and it's we're particularly be lucky because Daisy McLean, who 
uh, writes our real travel column and also wrote the piece uh, that was based in, in, in Brazil, the main piece that goes with this in the magazine, um, splits her time between Hong Kong and New York. And she's written a book on um, on hotels, and she was the former frugal traveler for the New York Times. So this woman has spent <laughs> probably half her life in hotels and has a very strong point of view on what makes an authentic, uh, you know, uh, entry for the sailors. Do you ever hear from hoteliers when you publish a stay list who say they learn stuff from what you've written about? Yes. Um, and I think that now now that we've got a little bit of, uh, of a track record here, um, they really, you know, they, they celebrate the fact that they're on this list. And it is something that I think people are beginning to realize has value. Uh, I think we're all just a little tired of the cookie-cutter approach to uh, hotels. That, you know, we're really looking for those really special little gems that, um, make us feel like we're in a place that's that's foreign, that has a sense of itself, but also has a sense of of of, of otherness, of different. And um, you know, I'm always looking for these places, and it's it's increasingly hard to find. And we won't name, you know, um, chain hotels, but chain hotels now are really challenged because some people who come to those hotels expect a very similar approach to the um, hospitality and the and the uh, the architecture and the audience of the room. Um, and, you know, other people really want to want something different, and they're challenged. Hey, Kurt, I thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Keith Bellows is the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler. Stick around. we got a real Hollywood actor joining us, Kurt Fuller. Don't go away. This guy's, this guy's a funny guy. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. AutoZone. There's nothing like cruising in a clean, shiny car. Get in the zone. AutoZone. A deep, glossy finish, gleaming tires, polished wheels. An immaculate ride always turns heads. So pamper yours today with help from AutoZone. Right now, get your choice of any three Turtle Wax hard shell and F21 products for just $10. See store for details. Everything you need to keep your car looking good from bumper to bumper. Cruise in style. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour, you're back in Rudy Maxa's world with uh, me, myself, and I. And my, uh, we're coming to you live. You hear a little noise in the background? That's because we're in the sort of between the lobby, although we don't call it a lobby, we call it a living room sort of here in the, in the kitchen at the Andaz Hotel on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood in Los Angeles, C.A., 
great special show this weekend, and I'm delighted to bring, I mean, Hollywood, you've got to have an actor on, and one of my favorite is named Kurt Fuller. He's an old friend of mine. Uh, we worked years ago, 1990, together on an ABC series called Capital News, where he played a Washington Post gossip columnist, or a guy like a Washington Post gossip columnist. I happen to have been a Washington Post <laughs> gossip columnist, except unlike Kurt's character, I didn't drive around in a white Rolls Royce and wear three-piece white suits, as I recall, Kurt. Uh, apparently, that actually raised the ire of a lot of gossip columnists around the country <laughs> yeah. who said, hey, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, where's my white Rolls yeah, Royce? Exactly. You can catch Kurt now in his uh, sitcom on ABC called uh, uh, called Better With You. It's uh, on hiatus for a couple weeks. While, uh, uh, it'll be back Wednesday night, two weeks from now, at 8.30, just before Modern Family. You'll also see him this summer in a new Woody Allen movie called Midnight in Paris. It's going to open, you told me, the Cannes Film Festival, It right? opens the Cannes Film Festival May 10th, and it opens in the United States, I think, May 20th. And you've pro and you've seen him and oh you've seen him in so many shows Desperate Housewives Boston Legal Cap uh, uh, Ghostbusters Wayne Wayne's World, World Wayne's World the original Wayne's World so okay we've established Whatever. your bona fides you I'm are, that guy you I'm are, that guy I recognize that yeah. guy you it's are a guy. real actor yeah. let me ask you this mm -hmm. televisions movies it's 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 always changing the industry you know um, networks buying up production companies and limiting some, you know more reality shows less scripted shows less work for actors as a result. Uh, because any Beverly Hills housewife or New Jersey housewife can be an actress. Um, could be a star. Could be a star, excuse yeah. me, right. That's even better. Is it possible for someone, nobody, just someone who's, who's listening now in you know, the Midwest or, to come to Hollywood and become a star someday? Can it be done? The sad truth is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is true. But of the, of the 10 million people listening, well... I hope they're listening, Rudy. But of the, of the 10 million people who want to come to Hollywood, and of the 2 million people who come, maybe 10 or 20 out of all those will actually do it. And there's no reason why. How did you do it? Tell me where you came from and how you started. I went to college. I uh, went to Berkeley okay. and started taking acting classes because that's where all the girls were. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could not rely on my looks, so I had to be <laughs> funny and talented. Uh, I at well, least funny was funny. Anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> you you, you beat me to it. So I came to L.A. in a 1967 Dodge Dart in 1976, and everything I owned was in the back seat, including my foam rubber mattress that I slept on. Okay. And 10 years later, I got my first paid acting job. Did you try for 10 years? I tried for 10 years. 10 I did theater. years? Yep. I sold real estate. I waited tables. I worked at a bank. I... Uh, and I did plays and tried to get noticed, and finally I did. And uh, I did Ghostbusters too. I did Night Rider actually. I did the first Night Rider that as, a, as a guest, as uh, a little guest nobody. Did you have lines? I speaking? had lines about the car. The car talked, and I almost fainted. And I, I, it was you know, and it was weird because I I went into the trailer and David Hasselhoff was getting a perm, <laughs> and I thought <laughs> what. <laughs> you mean his hair is not always like that? What a great city. Yeah, I know. Wow. And I hardly had hair then, even. Uh, and then I got Ghostbusters 2, and that, and that, that was the luck. I was going to say, what was that the was break? The luck. When did the break it, when did was, it turn? was Ghostbusters 2, because then I played a bunch of bad guys for a while. You, in Ghostbusters 2, as I recall, you were the mayor's sort of... The mayor's guy. Slimy yes. advisor I or something? I was the slimy... Yeah, and I played slimy guys after that. And, uh, and, and I just got lucky. I mean, I wasn't a great actor. Uh, I, think, I think I was no good really until, until recently, but I was a good type, and I was somebody who people, you know, they could hire them as bad guys. I was recognizable. 
And when I walked into a room, I had that sleaze bad factor. Which you still maintain. I still maintain in, in life, but I can't play it anymore because people are tired of that. Did you take acting lessons? Nothing but. And in fact, it took me five years to unlearn everything that they tried to teach me in college. So if I, if I were 20 or 19 years old and I wanted to come here and be an actor, would you recommend acting lessons or would you recommend just getting out there and doing it? I recommend getting out there and doing it. That, you know, you want to be an actor, then act. And just act with, you'll, if ultimately, if you're doing theater here, you'll be working with people better than you and you just learn from them until you and become one of those guys. When I met you, which was back in probably 89 or 90, uh, right. you, were, you, you, you had a major role on a new ABC series, the one that I wrote one episode for. But you were selling real estate still. You sort of kept that hand to make sure you had enough to live on, right? I, yeah, I was making half my money as an actor and half my money as a realtor. And it was after that show, because I was living so cheaply in some little apartment, uh, that I had banked enough. I thought, okay, I'm going to give up real estate and, and just be an actor. And it was hard. It was really hard because this giving up security for complete insecurity. And, and if you want to be an actor, you have to have a huge capacity for pain and you have, to, you have to feel like, you know, I could do it for nothing for my whole life. Oh. Well, I, pre- I mean, this is uh, uh, eye-opening for me, and I appreciate your sharing uh, with the, the listeners. Well, there's, there's a lot more tragedy and comedy anytime you want to ask me. Okay. <laughs> you can catch Kurt Fuller's show. Uh, it's not his show. He's co-stars. That's uh, my show. That's your you show. It my show. <laughs> it's called Better With You. It'll start, uh, it's already been on for about oh, yeah, it's 13. Been, it's been on uh, 16 episodes. This is the last six. But six more to come uh, beginning two weeks from now on ABC, Wednesday nights at 8.30 Eastern. Uh, 8.30 all over, I guess 7.30 Central. I'm 7:30 not sure how that works. Yeah, it's, it's it, pretty, it, it, I have I to ask a travel It takes guy. a while for the signal to get yeah. to Minnesota, <laughs> is what, Chicago. And you can also catch him in Woody Allen's new movie, Midnight in Paris, coming up this summer. Hey, thanks, Kurt, for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks, Rudy. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams, and nearly every day for the past 27 years, I've had a Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color and a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers to an American original. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Motorcycle owners, here's something to stash in your saddlebags. Geico could save you money on motorcycle insurance. And here's how easy it is. You call Geico and speak to a specialized motorcycle agent who gives you a free rate quote. If you're like thousands of other riders, the rate is less than what you pay now. And before you can say cha-ching, the agent also tells you about 24-7 emergency road service for less than a dollar a month. Savings. It's what we do for people. Call today for a free rate quote. Geico, saving people money on more than just car insurance. Your computer used to be fast back when it was brand new. If it's getting slower and you're considering buying a new one, wait. Your computer might have been exposed to spyware, malware, or viruses. You could also have registry errors. Don't waste your money buying a new computer. Just go to DoubleMySpeed.com for a free diagnosis. Double My Speed totally cleaned out my system and increased my speed. DoubleMySpeed.com increased the speed of my computer from the very first day. My computer 
computer was on its last leg. Now it's like new again. Keep your computer running like new. Log on to DoubleMySpeed.com for your free diagnosis. It's the best you could ask for. Outstanding. And my computer is running faster than ever. Find out what's slowing down your computer. Go to DoubleMySpeed.com to get your free diagnosis. That's DoubleMySpeed.com. DoubleMySpeed.com. Get your free diagnosis now. Visit DoubleMySpeed.com. As a Major League Baseball umpire for over 30 years, I've learned focus is everything. That's why I switched to a complete multivitamin with more. Only one-a-day men's 50-plus advantage has both ginkgo for memory and concentration, plus support for heart health. Centrum can't give you all that. And in this game, I want every advantage. One-a-day men's 50-plus advantage, the official multivitamin of Major League Baseball. AutoZone. There's nothing like cruising in a clean, shiny car. Get in the zone. AutoZone. A deep, glossy finish, gleaming tires, polished wheels. An immaculate ride always turns heads. So pamper yours today with help from AutoZone. Right now, get your choice of any three Turtle Wax hard shell and F21 products for just $10. See store for details. Everything you need to keep your car looking good from bumper to bumper. Cruise in style. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 minutes after the hour, I'm Rudy Maxa. Coming to you, this is a special edition. It's the Hollywood edition. We are at the Andaz Hotel, which is... I'm going to ask Michelle if he doesn't like the word hip hotel. I'll ask him in just a second, but let me tell you where we are. We're right on Sunset Boulevard across from the House of Blues next to the Comedy Store in West Hollywood in L.A., California. And it's a delight to be here. And we're sort of talking about all things Hollywood and California and showbiz. Michelle Moreau oversees the Andaz. He's the general manager. I first met him a couple of years ago when he was running the Park Hyatt in Washington, D.C. He's been with Hyatt 27 years. He's been stationed in Paris and Saudi Arabia, New Zealand, Morocco, Spain, and England. He hails from Belgium. And I just, Michelle, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Rui. Uh, what, when you, I mean, if you can step back, I know you've been in the business a long time, but imagine you're from Belgium, you are, and you've just come here and Sunset Strip. What do you think, would you think everybody in America is flamboyant or crazy or quirky or creative? I don't think so because I've been in Washington for a few years. <laughs> you know, so I know the other side of it, but it's wonderful here. And on the Sunset Strip, and uh, it's a it's a very exotic destination when you come from Europe. But um, Europeans must love it. Oh, we love it, and we get used to it so quickly. I've noticed in the several days we've been a guest in the hotel here, getting ready for the radio show, that that there are a lot of Brits. Absolutely, I've heard French spoken here, Spanish, uh, Italian. Yeah, really, a lot of uh, visitors from from Europe, uh, from Australia, mm. and from Asia too. It's really uh, quite a spectrum of uh, clientele. And I said at the top of the hour, folks have just tuned in. This hotel used to be the Hyatt uh, here on on the Strip, and it had a reputation in the '70s as a place where rock groups loved to uh, 
uh, love to give parties. And uh, uh, Axel Rose is famous for tossing steaks to his fans from the balconies here. Jim Morrison dangled from a window by his fingertips. Keith Richards threw a TV from his 10th floor uh, uh, hotel room. Uh, but uh, what, the name of the, what was the name, Anna, of the group that we saw here? The Jonah and the Whale were here just the other day. So you're still doing rock groups. We do. They, they became much more, much more gentle, thank God. <laughs> but it's still a, a bit the rock and roll hotel. Uh, it's a different time and a different uh, world in, in the 70s and 80s. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. From a hotel manager's perspective. Yeah, we keep our suites in, uh, in good shape. What, uh, do you like calling this a hip hotel, or is that a tired phrase now? Uh, yeah, we don't like too much hip. Uh, we like to, to be really an environment um, that inspire, um, or that's uh, uh, inspiring experiences, we say. It's, a, it's an environment for people who, once, when they come and visit um, West Hollywood, they really get a feel for the local culture. It is modern, definitely, but uh, there's an amazing focus on personal service to the customer and on uh, being a, basically a, a forum of local culture. You did, speaking of personal service, the service here has been breathtaking. I mean, incredible oh, from everyone, from the, from the valet parker who, who greets you when you come in, to the staff, to, to uh, housekeepers, uh, even up to the general manager, Michelle Moreau, with whom I'm speaking. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> You, I understand that before the hotel opened, which was what, about a year and a half ago now? Uh, just over two years ago. Just, wow, it's been that fast. Okay, two years ago. That you sent your staff somewhere along here on the Strip to, to learn to improvise, as it were. Absolutely. Because what is that about? Yeah, the way we welcome guests, is, it's evolving in this uh, hospitality business. Uh, ultimately, it's about um, being very genuine and also being able to read the customer so we can serve every customer differently, um, depending on the mood and the expectations of the customer. For example, when you check in here, some guests will be taken straight to their room, uh, some will sit down in the lounge, have a glass of wine, uh, some will just stand uh, casually in the corner of the lounge and be checked in on those little uh, electronic uh, tablets. So we, we, we personalize the check-in format uh, the arrival format for the guest, uh, you know, depending on what his mood is, is he on business, is he in a rush? Where did you send him to the to a acting class or? Yeah, there was an acting class. So we, we improvisation is about, you know, not being so ro robotic right. in the way you welcome people and letting yourself uh, giving your ch yourself the chance to read the customer and to be able to to react uh, accordingly. Well, I just, I, you succeeded brilliantly, and I, 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 it's, it's such a fun hotel. I've got to say, that rooftop pool, I gather it's the highest rooftop pool in the city. That's right. Great view of the LA Basin below, um, and great plantings, uh, and great uh, little sort of portable cabana. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a stunning place to spend the day and to do business with the free Wi Fi throughout the hotel. You can do it. Michelle, I, I, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. Stick around, we'll be right back. We'll talk to the man who runs the House of Blues across the street. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. 
Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to the show. It's 52 minutes after the hour. As I mentioned, we're coming to you live from the Andaz Hotel right here on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood, L.A. Right across the street is the House of Blues. There are, what are there, like about nine or ten House of Blues. Are there, Marcus? Thirteen. Thirteen House of Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Nicolaitis is my guest for the next few minutes. He uh, is the general manager of the House of Blues here in Los Angeles. How did this, uh, how did this chain of hotels, uh, excuse me, of, of, uh, of music clubs start? Uh, House of Blues was originally founded by Isaac Tigret. Uh, he was the co-founder of the Hard Rock, Hard Rock. Cafe, Cafe and uh, Dan Aykroyd, which was in our venue today. Uh, Hang it back up, back up. Dan Aykroyd was co-founder as well? Yes. yes. And Dan Aykroyd was in House in of Blues? In the venue today, actually, with the Belushi family having a meeting. So oh, they're okay. very involved still. Okay. And uh, opened up in 1994. Um, first one was where? First one was in Cambridge. It was very small. And then uh, New Orleans and Sunsets uh, opened up shortly after. So this has been how open? The, uh, how long open? The one you uh, had we now? opened in 1994. That's so a long time. Long now. time ago. I mean, we were the first House of Blues with a foundation room. And the foundation room. Describe that for folks who haven't had the pleasure. The, the foundation room is a members-only club. It sits on the third floor of the venue, and our members have uh, VIP access to the shows. Uh, member seating, as well as the concierge service, access to other Live Nation shows in the venue, and access to the room, okay. and, and food and beverage discounts. Who performs? Is, is, are they all national acts? Are they some local acts that are just beginning? Generally speaking, what kind of musical acts do you book here in Los Angeles? Generally, it's a mixed bag of uh, national tours, such as the tours that we have right now with Dirty Heads and Bullbeat. We do book mostly on a local level. But, uh, and we also do local bands in our, our restaurant called the Voodoo Lounge. But we have everything from hip-hop, classic rock, to reggae, to Latin shows. And you have your gospel lunches. Gospel brunch every Sunday. Gospel brunch every, every Sunday. Sunday. I, I went Thursday night, which was St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. I, I stopped by. Melanie was kind enough to leave my name at the door. And there was a band called Umphrey McGee there. Yes. And they, the place was going nuts. Sold, it was jammed. Sold out show. Heard. Now, yep. I'm an old guy, okay? So I, I looked at your schedule. You've got music almost every night of the week. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't... Uh, yeah, last night was electric. It was a sold-out show, 1100. Where, and, uh, who are these guys? Where are they from? They're just a jam band, very big Local? with the college scene right now. Uh, I don't know where they're, where they're from. You know Lena? But, I mean, Emil, excuse me. Yeah. They must, but boy, they... Oh, they are Irish? Oh, okay. Umphrey um, McGee. Uh, and I was looking at the list. Steel Panther, Tomorrow's Bad Seeds, I See Stars. I've never even heard of these. Oh, yeah. Steel Panther is a... Uh, is a institution here on the, on the Sunset Strip. We, we feature them every Monday night, and they are a glam rock spoof phenomenon. And every Monday, uh, we can always guarantee to see one or two celebrities on stage. And they go late. It's a late night sort of a club feel, but it's definitely uh, part comedy act, part rock and roll, and part, uh, you know, yeah, it's, and, it's metal. And metal you, school at, the, at its, its highest level. So do, there are 13 uh, House of Blues in the United States. Do you book your Does each one book its acts individually, or do they tour all 13? Uh, each of the venues have their own talent department, okay. uh, led by a talent uh, booker. Ours this year is based out of a Live Nation office. And then we do have uh, centralized booking where we try to do tours, such as Volbeat and uh, the Dirty Heads. Where they'll go to various House of Blues. Blues yes. And do, uh, do, have, have you had groups started House of Blues that have risen to national prominence? I think that is one of our goals, is, is uh, to bring bands 
through House of Blues and then graduate them to uh, a, a bigger venue, such as My Chemical Romance, which played last year at our venue, is now playing at the Palladium, which is a 3,000-seat venue. Right, so, so that's a big, yes, a big a promotion. Big mm-hmm. Now, I know you have food in your clubs. How does that fit in with the music scene? Is it dinner early, then the show starts? Are there separate rooms? There, we have... Uh, in other words, uh, if I come here to L.A. Yes. and want to go to the House of Blues and eat dinner and have a music evening, how do I accomplish that? I mean, having a meal is a great way to start the night off. Uh, we have a program called Pass the Line, where if you were to purchase... $15 in retail and or the restaurant, you can be the first one in line. Therefore, you can get closest to the stage. For the concert that night? For the concert that night. So we have a restaurant that is uh, a casual restaurant called The Porch. It's in our second floor, and that is open to the public, not members. And so uh, that is open when we have shows, mm-hmm. uh, and it's open every Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening. Uh, and, yeah, so it's, you know, we, we have two restaurants, and we offer food in the uh, music hall as well. So can you come and eat and not go to the music, or can of you come course. to the music and not eat? Of course. You can do both. You can do both. Okay. And how long have you been the manager there? Uh, I've been there oh, two and a half years now as the GM. And you're going to be a very big hit if you stay in this job with uh, someone named Lena. Now, who's that exactly? Lena is my daughter. She was born March 7th. And uh, was, yeah. Wait till she finds out how cool her dad is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, she hasn't been to her first concert yet, but very soon. Oh, my yeah, God. Maybe well, Steel Panther. Uh, <laughs> give her some, a little cotton swab for those little baby ears. Yeah. Or, uh, hey, Nicola, uh, Marcus, excuse me. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having us. Marcus uh, Nicolaitis is the general manager of the House of Blues in Los Angeles. And look, all you got to do is go to houseofblues.com and ch- click on Los Angeles. You can see who's coming up. You can see menus. And you can book your tickets. Uh, can you make your dinner reservations there, too? Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, it's a one-stop shopping. So if you're doing the strip, you got to do the House of Blues. Marcus, thanks for coming over. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to RudyMaxa.com. We're coming to the end of the first hour. Uh, uh, very few, few, I'm happy to say, of our stations uh, uh, will be leaving us after this hour. If yours is, we'll see you again here next weekend. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this show from uh, uh, West Hollywood. If you're sticking around, oh, boy, we got another whole hour of Hollywood and West Hollywood and Sunset Strip coming up. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.